Hi, and welcome back. Today on the show, we have David Almirol. He is the CEO and founder of Multisys. It's quite an incredible story of David's, and I'm really excited to share with you today here. David started his career as an overseas Filipino worker, or an OFW, as a janitor in Iraq, no less. And it was his second business that he attempted when he returned back to the Philippines, where he set up an IT consulting firm, or really it was just David doing some coding. And within five years of starting that company, he had sold a 45% stake to PLDT, one of the biggest telecoms companies in the Philippines, for over 40 million US dollars. It's an incredible story, and David is still in the company. He's still the CEO. He still owns a majority stake in this company, and he is more motivated and excited about his prospects and the prospects of his company and his staff than ever. So it was a fantastic conversation with David, really amazing journey that he experienced, and really almost an overnight success in building his company over just five years to such a successful partial exit. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Outsource Accelerator. We are the world's leading outsourcing marketplace and advisory. We help big and small businesses with their outsourcing needs, and we can help you too. We cover everything from business and staffing strategy optimal outsourcing structures, implementations, and fully managed services. If you're already outsourcing, about to start, or somewhere in between, then we can ensure that you get the best from outsourcing. That's the best prices, best terms, and of course, the best results from your outsourcing practices. We list over 700 outsourcing suppliers on our website, host this leading outsourcing podcast, and have over 5,000 pages of content. Because we span the entire market, we can ensure that you get the best deal possible. We offer everything from light brokerage, co-managed services, through to fully managed solutions. Get in touch today. Visit us at outsourceaccelerator.com slash quote. Mention that you're a podcast listener and we will give you special attention plus a 10% discount. This is for a limited time only. Go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash quote. David, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Derek. Thank you for having me. Can you give us an introduction to, to your journey and how did you go from janitor to uh, founder of Multisys? Yes, uh, Derek. Well, Multisys is an end-to-end uh, research and development uh, company. So we focus more on... Uh, building uh, system platforms. Uh, normally, uh, we handle a lot of clients in the Philippines and partners, but we also export our technology abroad. So currently, we are expanded in seven countries now. Uh, well, uh, our journey is quite, uh, quite very, uh, you know, let's call it a humble beginning because, uh, well, I started as a janitor in, 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 in the U.S. Marine Corps when I was in Iraq, but, uh, you know, because there was no there was no uh, prepared job for me that time. So basically, uh, I have to accept any job that time. So, well, that's a Filipino way of doing things, right? Uh, we accept every job and we do everything we can to make sure that we're good at it, right? So 
we accepted uh, I accepted several jobs uh, before me having the real job as a system programmer. Right. So you did have the qualifications of you were a programmer and you obviously got a pretty good job or gig and that was going to Iraq and and then eventually you found your place within that that discipline. Yes, I am a computer science graduate, so I am a computer programmer uh, by, by profession. Uh, when I applied for this job abroad, uh, unluckily, um, there was no you know, ready job for me. Uh, I was illegally recruited at that time, so when I went abroad, I didn't have choice but to accept any job available. So it so happened that uh, janitorial services was the only available job at the time, so I have to accept it. So I was like uh, a janitor for like uh, a year, more than a year. And then uh, I, I've done also side jobs. Like I was a merchandiser. I was also, I was even a very good forklift driver. <laughs> Direct. I, even, I, I, I even work in the warehouse. I was a warehouse guy. I was an inventory guy. I was even a clerk, uh, a cashier. Since if you work with the uh, PRs, you know, or on the... Uh, uh, let's call it the AAFS, the Army and Air Force Exchange Services, so meaning these are the group who support the Navy, Army, and, uh, and uh, Marines every time that they go to war. So I'm part of the uh, um, uh, civilian that support them uh, through goods, through services. That's why I was able to, you know, to, to apply there as an OFW. Right. And a little bit of context for the overseas listeners. OFW is overseas Filipino worker, and they are a huge engine for the Philippine economy. Uh, they contribute about 10, 11 cent to the, the GDP of the economy. They are you know, an economic backbone to the country, but of course, they create a huge drain on, on the workforce and the people here, a brain drain. And of course, it's people leaving their communities and families. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a very honorable task but how, how did you go then from from the janitor the role the, the filling in and then eventually you you became a programmer within that same OFW placement effectively oh yes um, since I'm a programmer it's still my job to you know to to, to show to my leaders that I can do I can solve problems by uh, systems so I was able to develop our warehousing system that time. It's not my job, but I was able to show to my boss that, hey, I can do a warehouse uh, system, an end-to-end warehouse inventory management system. So that is the time that they were able to discover me that oh, I can do a lot of things, not only janitorial services. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's basically, we Filipinos, we love to show off sometimes because we know that we can do it. We just go ahead and show them. So yeah, it so happened that uh, my bosses, you know, discovered that that uh, I can do and help them out in their, you know, computerizing their manual processes inside the base that time. And how did your career go from that position? Then you'd obviously shown that you were capable, but you know, many workers face this within a big system. Even if you're incredible, even if you're a shining bright light, there's a lot of layers above you, and it's really hard to really um, leapfrog many steps above. So how did your career, what was the trajectory like for you? Oh, for me, to be honest, that time when I was in, because, you know, we were not allowed to be in Iraq, by the way, that time. We are, but we don't, we, we don't have choice but to, I don't have choice but to accept the job because I was mm. in Jordan. So Jordan is part of the Middle East, you know, country. And, you know, 
my salary there is really low. And when the U.S. Marine um, um, used Jordan as their entry point to go inside Iraq, and then they offered me a job that they can double my salary, so why not, right? So I um, take that for granted to make sure that I can, you know, somehow get more, more, more income, right? Since uh, I'm having problem, you know, sending money to, to my family, we don't have food anymore, you know, my, my family is quite suffering in the Philippines. So, you know, as long as it could give me more revenue, why not? That's why I accepted that, uh, that, that job, right? But, you know, in, in the journey of me becoming a programmer there, it's more likely like a, uh, it's not part of my job because I was a janitor at the time. I was a merchandiser. I was a store worker. I was a PX worker, by the way, at that time. But, uh, uh, they're giving me like extra salary every time that, you know, I help them in the system. I maintain their current systems there. And as I develop other systems, they appreciated that. It's not even part of my job to do programming. But since I am contributing, uh, you know, streamlining their processes. So, yeah, they're able to somehow engage me in, uh, in computer programming uh, tasks. And what was the next stepping stone then? You went out on your own or you were able to use that as a stepping stone into a, a, a better career path? I, I learned a lot. You know, to be honest, I, you know, I, I have a lot of friends. I gained a lot of friends from, from the UK, a lot of friends from the Amer- from, from US, a lot of friends from India and some Asian countries. And quite, I'm quite lucky because I am like a senior programmer. I'm, I'm, I'm a resident programmer. So meaning there are visitors visiting the base, but they have to leave for like six months or three months. So since I am the resident uh, guy there, they have, to teach me, they have to teach me everything they got. So it's like I become like a SpongeBob, you know. <laughs> so I absorb this technology altogether coming from different friends, different, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, experts. I was able to learn a lot of things. My stay in Iraq is basically like my, my doctorate education. I learn a lot mm. there. That's why when I... I came back home. Uh, by the way, I stayed four years, by the way, inside Iraq. So I was in Iraq for four years, no going home at all. But wow. when I come back, so there you go. I started, you know, building the company and uh, I, 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 I saved some money and I started my own computer store when I went back in the Philippines. And there you go. That was my second failure, by the way. So I lost everything again. Uh, all of my earnings uh, as an OFW my business failed. My computer store was bankrupt at the time. So, yeah, that's the story. So, uh, my earnings in Iraq was not actually, uh, you know, it's, it, it's not actually the start of the success of Multisys. Wow. And so, again, with OFWs, it, it's quite a common pathway. You're, you're earning generally pretty good money and you're able to put money aside and then you can come home from those, those jobs and Typically, people can can buy a house or set up a business, and and that then starts the next journey for these people. Huh? What happened to your computer shop? Why did that fail? Oh, because I was trying to shun away from my computer programming job because I want to start a business. You know, mm. you know. Normally, if you if you are an OFW, you love to start something, right? You love to start something as a business, not just an employee. I want to be. I want to own my own business, mm. and that 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 was my second big failure, um, direct. So what happened is, you know, I I uh, you know I I didn't realize that computer store business is quite, uh, you know, uh, complex, and at the same time the revenue is really small. 
because uh, it is basically like a buy and sell business, right? You buy computers, mm. you buy cell phones, you buy gadgets, and then you, re- you resell them. So it's not efficient. So, you know, and my biggest mistake is I rushed into expansion. I expanded in seven branches in the north, wow. in the north part of the Philippines. And there you go. And, you know, uh, I didn't realize that, you know, in, in just a couple of years, uh, the business collapsed like, like a huge, uh, you know, failure for me. And would you, you know, on reflection, were you a pretty business savvy guy? Were you astute? Were you commercial? Or, or did you find that it was because of that that you failed? Or was it just the, the sort of wrong business, wrong time, wrong place? You know, young and stupid, I, I, I may say, uh, instead of me focusing on my strength, because I am I'm a good programmer, I know, I know that, but I was trying to go to another path, another business which is I'm not good at it. That's my biggest mistake. Why I went to a computer store while, in fact, I am a good computer programmer. So that's the first learning. So, yeah, that's why me, um, you know, when, I, when I, uh, I revived my first love, I went back to my programming job. Yeah, so that, that's how I started the Multisys when I went in Manila. Because my second plan that time, direct, is to go back again abroad. So I... Since I don't have any more money, I lost everything. We even lost our house, by the way, because wow. we, I even use it. I even, uh, um, you know, uh, more. Um, I have to sell the house. My mm. my dad uh, helped me out instead of me, you know, having this uh, left and right debt. So yeah, he sacrificed the house for me. So it's quite devastating, you know, to to lose the house because you failed the business. So, of course, I, I don't want to give up and I want to go back again abroad and restart again my life. But when I went in Manila just to apply to multiple recruitment agencies, yeah, you know, I, I walked down the city of Manila looking for a job, but uh, I, I cannot find a good job. You know? And some of them, they offered me a broad job, but the salary is really small. I cannot even feed my family on that salary. Imagine uh, I am a computer programmer, but they are offering me like uh, $1,000. That's the maximum. So I cannot even pay my debt, right? So that's why, um, you know, I I was looking for a better job. So I went to a certain um, recruitment agency and, uh, you know, I, I exhausted all my money. I didn't have money to go back home that time. So I started sleeping in his couch, okay, one of the recruitment agency. So this owner noticed me that why I am sleeping in his couch. So he asked me why you're not going home, why you're sleeping in my couch, you're not allowed to sleep here, you know, you have, you're supposed to, you know, to go home and, uh, you know, or you might have family in Metro Manila, but I don't have any family member in Metro Manila mm-hmm. before. I don't know anyone, literally, I don't know anyone. I, I, don't, I don't know where to go. That's why I chose to, I, I talked to the agency owner, I told him that can I sleep in your couch, you know, while waiting for my job. So, yeah, the recruitment agency owner, uh, he talked to me, okay, what's your job? What is your profession? So I told him, I am a computer programmer. So he told me, okay, while waiting for your job, can you develop my system in my recruitment agency? There you go. So that's how I started <laughs> in Metro wow. Manila. Uh, direct. That's the first system that I was able to develop, a recruitment system. Yeah, and now so, it's a it, you know it's a it's a cute story. It's a beautiful story now. But how how hard was it back then? How, were you you were pretty low back then? Yeah. Yeah. Now I, 
I wasn't able to go abroad anymore because the system that I was able to develop, uh, he acquired it. The, the, the recruitment owner acquired it. And then he introduced me to his friends. And then I was able to close several uh, small systems like uh, POS, uh, pharmacy system, small grocery store system, and other smaller systems. So there you go. So that's the uh-huh. time I started Multisys already. So I did not intend anymore to go abroad because I realized that, hey, there's money in the Philippines. I don't need to sell computers. I just sell something that, you know, an, an, an innovation. I just help companies to innovate. I just help them, you know, computerize their existing manual processes. And I discovered that, hey, there's huge money in computer programming in the Philippines. Well done. And those original jobs, were you charging an hourly rate? You know, this would take you 10 hours. So, Or were you charging for the solution, which is obviously a, a higher value proposition? Oh, before I... Um, yeah, I, I because I was the only, um, I was alone that time, direct, okay? I'm the programmer, I'm the salesman, I'm the marketing guy, I am the installer, <laughs> I am me that time. So I was able to easily close deals because in Metro Manila, once you offer them a, a more cheaper but better mm-hmm. alternative, they will get you. So I was become like a cheaper but better alternative, okay, by bigger corporations. And one of my big break that time, I direct, uh, just to tell you this, uh, uh, you know, small story, is even I don't know anyone in Metro Manila, I've seen a lot of problems. You know, I've seen a lot of government agencies and even the private sector suffering from a super manualized systems. So what I did is I tried to look for those problems and I built the solution without even getting it. And I realized that while they're solving these problems, they're trying to get a contractor. Okay, normally in private or in a government, they do biddings, right? So they need to award this to a certain contractor. But they spend months and months to do bidding process. Mm. So what I do is I don't do bidding because I don't even know the process of bidding in the Philippines at that time. So I know the problem, I develop the solutions, and then there you go. I will wait. I will wait whoever won that bidding. I will wait whoever uh-huh. won on that project. And then after I hear that this X company won the project, I go to this company and I will tell them, hey, boss, I developed the end-to-end platform. Okay, hire me because I've done it already. <laughs> then you're starting it from ground. So it's, it's, a, it's a very basic technique that, uh, that I was able to implement like five years ago. Direct. That's incredible. It's quite efficient. And David, just as a bit of a spoiler then, you set up Multisys and we are talking, you know, it's, it's virtually overnight that you had a massive exit to PLDT, which again for the foreigners is is one of the two big telecoms in the Philippines. Um, how, in only five years, how did you go from yourself door to door salesmaning uh, code to to something that was picked up for you know? Are you comfortable saying it was it was over forty million US dollars for forty five percent of the company? Is that right? Yes, uh, that is correct. That was uh, 2000, uh, November 2018. But before that happened, before PLDT discovered you know, Multisys, I think the success story of Multisys is because we're able to empower a lot of companies. Instead of me you know, competing with IT companies, no. What I've done is I develop relevant and impactful um, solutions, and I work with the winners. I don't want to be one of the competition. 
So every time mm-hmm. I develop a platform, let's say I develop an e-learning platform, I develop an e-government or e-commerce or e-business or e-services, or I will, I will work with the one who's doing it. I will not mm-hmm. go there and fight them. It's a model that I was able to successfully implement uh, when I was alone because I cannot dominate, you know, uh, if I'm alone that time. So why not work with winners? So I work with a lot of IT company. I provide them solution. And then um, it's like... It's like they realize that uh, maybe they realize that, hey, this guy is giving me business. This guy is actually giving me a software. I don't even buy it, but he's allowing me to use it for me to do business. It's mm. like I'm giving them an engine to do business. It's like I'm providing them something to use for them to have revenue. So I become like an empowerment to them. So when they discovered you to be like that, they will take good care of you. And a lot of friends, a lot of new partners uh, came in, helped me out. Give me, uh, gave me more projects, gave me more clients. That's uh, 2014. That's the time I was able to build my small team that time. So, yeah, and that's David, how, how this did you, started. How did you effectively build these big systems on spec without actually first having a buyer for them? I assume there was a bit of a risk position there in that you had to invest the time, money, resources, people to, to build out the project that or product that you could then offer to the winning bidder. Is that right? Was there some sort of risk involved if they, if they said no? I, there is risk, but quite little. You know, if you mm. check on the bidding or in the contracting you know, um, culture in the Philippines, normally people will bid, companies will bid without even a system. They only mm. hire programmers the moment they want the project. So imagine if you are the winning bidder and you met someone that has already the end-to-end solution, are you going to waste time to hire sure, programmers yeah. and you don't, you don't even know if you can do the job, right? So it's actually a shortcut to you. Then you can collect money easily. You save money, you save time, you can collect easily, and then there you go. Uh, you know, you can yeah. start more projects. Well, David, that's, uh, that's genius. Um, it's it's and. Have you seen that applied to other industries or have you now seen other people within your industry copying your process? I'm not sure yet, but, but right now I'm working with like 85 IT companies. Imagine, imagine that, that Multisys is not competing with them. You know, we provide a technology to them so we can even white label or rebrand this technology. They can own it. They will not going to buy this from me, but I, I'm allowing them okay, to use and sell this technology. And every time they sell this technology, I also benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So it's like giving them weapons and armors. And then as they win, I win. As they grow, I grow. As they you know, dominate, I also dominate. So I have a lot of multiplier of growths. You know? So I think that's the success story of Multisys, even before the acquisition of PLDT um, last you know, November 2018. Yeah, and it's it's absolutely genius, David. And and did you you know I assume maybe the first couple of times you stumbled upon this and then found that that was you know the the route to market from you and you just really doubled down on that process. Yeah, maybe I was able to do that also direct because because I am the one doing it. Meaning mm. I have nothing to lose since I'm not hiring anyone. It's my time. It's my skill. So I, but, but I have to sacrifice a lot of time, a lot of sleepless nights, you know, imagine one project, uh, one client, I, I recall, uh, they asked me to do something. It's quite impossible to do for like two weeks time, but I have to do it. And I, I didn't sleep for like two weeks, you know, I have maybe one hour or two hours of sleep every day. 
and I was able to prove to them that, hey, I was able to deliver the, the, the system. So I think it's all about delivering a success, you know, system to someone that's already suffering out of, you know, system problems. It's like you are, you are saving them from, you know, from, from, from cases or you're, you're, you're actually saving their, their business because you're able to provide their solution. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sort of trying to think how, how this could be applied to other industries and, and replicate that model because it is, it's, you know, I think there's far too much resource and time wasted in tender processes. And typically the tender processes are very inefficient and costly. And Yes. And, and also direct, another idea is I know how to replicate things. I don't want to waste time. You know, a part of my uh, two big failures in life, I was able to learn that I, I, I cannot afford to mess up again. So part of my resolution as a system programmer, I don't want to waste time anymore. Every time that I develop something, I will make sure that I can replicate this. Every time that I develop something for a certain industry, mm. I, will, I have to make sure that I can replicate this in a multiple ways so that I don't need to build it again from ground, from ground or from scratch. So, yeah. so, that you so you're most templating time. solutions then. And on the Multisys uh, website now, you can, you can see almost ready-made products in a, in a box. Yeah. yeah. And you don't need to make it complete, by the way, direct. So you create like a foundation. Okay, so computer programming is quite complex. You know, every company, they have their unique ways of doing things. You cannot create some kind of like a standard process to make sure that they have like the same, you know, end-to-end model or process. No, there's no such thing. Even in the same industry companies, they have multiple different processes. But what I did is each of the platforms that I was able to build, I was able to create a horizontal model. Imagine that it's a road that you build it, you solidified it, but you allow multiple cars to pass by and use your road and let them continue also their own journey. So meaning you don't need to do everything. You might do like 80% of the job, but let the other IT companies to do the 20% job, but mm. they save 80% of the development. So I was able to contribute like 80% of the development. So that's why platform play is really a nice model. You know, it's, it's, it's self-discovered. I was, I was able to somehow realize that the moment that I do everything, I'll fail. The moment that you start doing all the things and you're trying to do, you know, your competition's, uh, you know, uh, task, every time that you try to do everything, you will fail. Instead of you doing everything, why not do something relevant to your partners and let them use this as their stepping stone to become, for them to become successful. So only three, four years into your journey then, and before you're really on the radar of PLDT, where were you and, and you know, how big had the structure become? And I assume at that point you weren't then doing your own coding. You had, you had teams. Did, did you find that this thing was able to scale and you were still maintaining efficiencies? Yeah. Around 2015, that's the start of the growth of, growth of, of Multisys. So we're, we're already like a, uh, we are under the radar, but we're empowering a lot of IT companies and contractors. So I was able to hire my first team. I call it the Avenger team <laughs> during 2000, like 2014. 2015 and 2016, that's the, uh, that, that's the growth of Multisys. We're able to close a lot of deals, not our projects, but these are the projects of our partners. So 2017, 
we're able to close like uh, we're already catering like more than 2,000 clients that time. That's why we're considered as the uh, large scale in terms of like implementation. And we're able to hire hundreds of programmers already that time, even before the acquisition of PLDT. Wow. And maybe uh, 2018, um, you know, uh, uh, PLDT might see that we become like a good enabler. Because take note that PLDT, they are the biggest telco in the Philippines, but they're selling connectivity, right? They're selling um, internet. They're selling mm. infrastructure. But they might realize that we are an enabler, meaning no one will use your, 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 uh, your connectivity or internet or infrastructure without a solution. So they might realize that solution is the missing piece in the group. That's why when they're able to do some kind of like due diligence, uh, like 2018, that time they were able maybe to discover because they sent an army of technical experts at the record. It's not, it's not mm. a joke. You know, they even sent you know, a lot of lawyers, accountants, and technical experts to investigate if we are really the one who developed those systems. And they're able to prove and we're able to show them that, hey, the one that we have can also amplify uh, to the business model of PLDT. So we're quite lucky that they're able to see that way. Yeah, sure. And systems and solutions is, is where the value is, isn't it? Because a lot of the telecom industry is being commoditized and margins are being compressed. So if they can actually provide systems like you were, then then there's enormous value there, isn't there? And of course, for that broader network, there's a lot of, a lot of reach. Yes, and I think because of the necessity as well, uh, because uh, the MVP group, they are into multiple industries. If you, if you, if you, if, if you check, they're they are everywhere. You know, they have the telco, they have utilities, uh, they are in, um, in, in, in advertisement, uh, they are in healthcare, they are in transportation, they are almost, they are everywhere. And I think they, they also discovered that the one that we have is somehow can slingshot their digital transformation. So we're quite lucky that they are actually mobilizing us now as their technology partner. And so what was that, uh, the beginning of the relationship like? And did you, I mean, you were a highly profitable business, I assume, at that, at that point and good margins and, and incredible growth, it sounds. Yes, we are quite uh, profitable. Uh, we are positive always, uh, every year. And our growth is quite, uh, you know, somehow, you know, the, the pace of our growth is quite impressive because of my people, not about me anymore. Uh, I learned also to delegate. And uh, I was able to hire a lot of good people. And I think the growth that we have now was amplified by PLDT, actually because they gave us a lot of projects. So it's, I accepted the offer. It's not because, um, it's not because uh, I know that they might need us, but it's because I can see the good synergy between, between PLDT and Multisys. And that's, that's why this, is, this partnership is quite exciting to me. And so PLDT, I mean, it's, it's you know, a, a gigantic company, and they only bought, from what I understand, 45%, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was for over 2 billion pesos, which is about $40 million for 45%. And you obviously stayed in there. So they obviously saw enormous value in you and importance in you as the key person and the person that can continue to drive this company forward. How did you feel, though, with what you know, as you're doing a deal, like this is life-changing money and it's not really your company anymore? You know, you're part of a, a huge 
uh, incorporate uh, corporation and you know how, how do you stay interested in this in this project man for me because we're serving a lot of problems for me it's not about the money or it's not about the investment it's about the potential of us can contribute you know and elevate the lifestyle in the philippines imagine that in the philippines we always mention that the philippines is quite behind in terms of technology now because of the PLDT strength and our little strength and multisys, we combine this together. I believe that it's not only exciting, but this could really, you know, elevate, you know, a lot of uh, businesses, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, a lot of partners, and we can help a lot of people at the same time. So that's where I'm so excited about, you know. So especially now that the PLDT is really into digital transformation, and they're bringing us as they move. And they also mentored us because, you know, we are not that so structured company. We are a super startup before. But I learned that I have also to structure myself in a way, but I don't want to convert Multisys to become a super corporate. And they guided us along the way. And, uh, you know, I'm learning for them, uh, from them. And I'm sure in little ways they're also learning from us. Incredible. And this was, the deal was done in 2018, was it? That's November 2018. Did you go on holiday? How did you celebrate? Uh, yes, that time, they're, of course, they're trying to acquire the majority of Multisys. But, uh, you know, we're able to close the deal and they acquired 45% of, uh, of Multisys for $2.1 Incredible. Did you celebrate yourself? Did you take time off? Did you... Enjoy yourself? No. Uh, actually, we started the real job because, you know, once you get married, it's time for you to prove that you can do the job, right? So, so mm. our 2019 is amazing. You know, our growth from 2018 to 2019 is like we raised like, like a 3,000 increase. So because I was amplified by PLDT, we are energized. We're able to hire more people. And of course, I was able also to, you know, to, to incentivize and also help my my fellow programmers. In fact, uh, several of my programmers, they also own Multisys now. I was able to give them share. I would, love, I would like them to own Multisys. And every time that we hire people, um, yeah, it's like a growing family. You know, the excitement that I have after the acquisition is not about the investment. It's about the responsibility that I'm about to, to face. It's about the, the huge responsibility that I have to prove to my partner. You know, being partnered with one of the biggest conglomerate in the Philippines is quite, you know, exciting and scary at the same time, direct, right? So, mm. so what I did is I have to prepare for that and I have to prove to them that I can do the job. So I become more, more focused since I already have a partner and I, have, and I have to become more, you know, diligent at the same time. And I would, love, I would like them to, to discover more who we are. That's why we're trying to prove to them that these are the things that we can contribute to the group. I am an asset. I am not a liability. So we're able to prove that in 2019 and 2020. Last year is, you know, we know we're hit mm. by, by the pandemic. So we, we wasted like two quarters, second quarter and third quarter last year. But thankfully, we're able to cope up and we still gain a positive and, you know, still growing in terms of revenue. So we're quite uh, fortunate uh, since we are an IT company. Well done. And is, is Multisys involved in, it's obviously, you know, there's enterprise B2B solutions and back-end infrastructure, but are you involved in, in the growing trend of D2C, e-commerce, Shopify, the kind of the, the lighter consumer end of tech? 
Yes, uh, currently we develop solid platforms. Okay, so this year the biggest project that we have is the multi-store platform. The multi-store platform is actually a Shopify, you know, somehow it's a Shopify version, but it comes with delivery services, with payment services, and it could cater three kinds of merchants. So you can do shopping, you can do online grocery, and you can do cloud kitchen at the same time. So it's a huge platform that we're able to build uh, last year, and we, are, we, we, are, we started implementing already this year. So, but we focus more on B2B, by the way, direct. Yes, we have several B2C projects, but I always believe in B2B because rather than competing with them, why not give them something to use? And, you know, as they grow, I grow. So I, I, I always believe on that model rather than building something and compete with anyone. And have you broadened your, I mean, it, it just seems incredible how you won all of those contracts and, you know, you probably won the majority of contracts in the market without actually competing for any of the contracts. It's just a, it's, it's, it's a brilliant approach. Do you, have you broadened from that? Have you now got a fleet of salespeople? Are you, you know, kind of having to adopt the standard approach to sales because of your continued growth or are you, I suppose, piggybacking on PLDT? How have you found your uh, acquisition processes changing as you get bigger? You know, for us, we rely to our partners in terms of selling. In fact, we don't have even a sales team in Multisys. We have several business development team, but we don't have sales team. So our focus is we develop a platform, a solid one, that we know that it could generate revenue. We don't want to run it direct. Okay, we give this to a certain company, whether you are an IT company or you are in a specific uh, industry, and then we allow you to use this system or sell this system. And then every time that you sell this system, we support you at the back. So the one that's in the limelight will, will be not us, it's you. So that's the model. So the, the amplification model that we were able to do for the past five years is an interesting model that IT companies will consider us as their technology arm or technology partner. Example. Imagine if you are an IT company, you know that's really expensive to hire programmers. You know their salary, especially if you base your salary in the U.S. If you have only one or two projects and you hire 10 programmers, you will lose. Mm. If you have five projects and you have like 50 programmers, you will lose. It's really expensive to maintain an R&D company in the Philippines. That's why most of our R&D are actually abroad because no one would like to maintain their R&D team in the Philippines because it's really expensive, it's really hard to sustain and maintain. So what I did is I represent myself or multisys that, hey, if you are an IT company, you don't need to hire more programmers. Just get us as your technology partner. You don't need to pay us. Every time that you get a project, you transfer to us the job, we develop mm. it, we give it back to you, you sell it, you save money, you save time, you make money. So it's a plus, plus, plus to our clients and our partners. So it's a model that is quite efficient. But of course, since we have already some finance, now we're supporting a lot of startups nowadays, uh, direct. Uh, you know, last year, we were able to close like, like more than like dozens of partnerships. And what we did is we, don't, we did not ask them to pay us, by the way, direct. We asked them to use us as their technology department or their mm. R&D department. They love that. They, uh, they save money because of us. And, you know, um, it's like, uh, you know, they stick with us as well in, in, in a long-term perspective because there's nothing to lose from their end. Fantastic. So you're taking a, an equity interest in, in 
you know, a huge part of the startup scene and, and uh, yeah, I mean, how, how do you feel about that? There are so many startups that, that don't really ever, unfortunately, succeed, but are you looking for outsized wins from the occasional startup that really hits it big? Actually, that's the plan, but uh, part of my empowerment approach, we don't want to take any equity, you know? We'd um, rather give them something to use, let them be the one shining, let them be the one. In fact, some of our technology, they use our technology for them to get Series A or Series B. And then as they grow, they stick with us. And as they gain revenue, as they grow, as they get you know, more investments, they also stick with us. And then once they have the money, they can now pay us to, you know, to build more for them. So it's actually a give-and-take relationship. It's like, it's like giving you something so that in the future you can pay me. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a model. It's a very good model. It's a, it's a give-and-take relationship. That's amazing. So you don't take equity. It is just a give first and receive later. Yep. So, yeah. So that's, although some startups nowadays, they would love us to, to be onboarded. Yeah. But I'm still discussing to my board, you know, if we're going to, you know, continue to do that. Uh, because uh, some of the startups, uh, they love what, what we gave them. The problem is since we gave them the, the platform, the ownership is still with us. So we need to transfer to them the ownership. Right, so if the, if they don't have money to pay, we rather mm-hmm. do revenue sharing. Revenue sharing is a good model because as they sell, we we split the revenue, and in fact, we even give them the lion share since they're the one doing you know all the maintenance and selling and support. We just develop the platform. So yeah, I think uh, the success right. story of our startups uh, in the future, direct, they will somehow recognize, hopefully, that Multisys was once. At, once upon a time, we're part of their growth. And that's an amazing story for us to tell to our, you know, to our kids in the future, right? So this company started and we somehow helped and then we're able to part of their growth. That's great, isn't it? If you become the infrastructure powering, building and powering these, uh, the next generation of successful companies, it's, it's a very powerful position to be in. And David, I, you know, I kind of coach prospective clients overseas and they look at the Philippines sometimes just as a call center or, you know, high repetition tasks. And, and I really try and remind them that, you know, this is a, a huge country, 110 million population. There's brilliant people. There's um, every kind of business here. You know, there's, there's call centers, but also agencies and dev shops. And, uh, and I encourage companies in the West to tap into the vast resources and expertise and specialisms that that the Philippines offers and, you know, it's not just available in Manhattan and New York. They can access these, these resources and skills and expertise here in the Philippines. And, you know, they can, they can save a bit of money while they're, while they're doing it. Um, do you, do you tap into the foreign markets or are you just solely focused on the Philippine market right now? No, um, my, because I think it's about time, you know, that the Philippine attack, not only multisys, you know, that we have to export already what we have. Mm. You know, when I was able to meet uh, several, you know, big groups outside the country, I was quite, you know, like hesitated to show them what we have at first. But when we're able to show them what we have, I was personally, I was quite uh, mystified that, that uh, they're able to to appreciate what we have. And in fact, uh, we're able to expand in seven countries in no time. It's because the one that we have in the Philippines is something that they don't have in that particular country. 
And sometimes they even discover that even they have something similar to the one that we have, but we are more complete. We are more mm. integrated. I think because of the creativity of Multisys team, because, you know, two years or three years ago, my focus is more on futuristic systems direct. So I love to analyze future problems and I love to provide solution to a certain futuristic problem. I love bugs, by the way, but because I love to fix them, right? So as a programmer. So, so it's quite, uh, let's call it blessing in disguise when the pandemic happened, you know, all the futuristic systems that we're able to build is becoming like a necessity nowadays. Mm. It's like a tool for them to survive in the new normal. That's why these solutions that we're able to develop is not only applicable in the Philippines, but also a shortcut and applicable also to any other country. That's why we are quite, uh, you know, um, we're quite uh, uh, busy also in expanding in several countries. But of course, we cannot, we don't want to expand in a particular country without a strong partner. That's why we're looking for foreign partners to bring us there and to support us because they know the landscape. We don't want to go in one place we don't even know the landscape, right? So we need to work with a certain partner. That's why partnership and empowerment is still the model of multisys, even if we go to a certain country. And it's brilliant to hear Philippine companies really going global and making a mark internationally because you know it just reiterates that there is incredible skill and talent in the Philippines and people shouldn't overlook it uh you know and there's this i i believe you know i i sort of see a future in 20 30 years where we have a truly globalized marketplace not just for consumer goods but for for production and work and entertainment and everything and you know then the world will be more of a an even playing field uh and and places like the philippines can can shine brighter so you know those that are early uh and the foreigners, foreign companies, businesses, really you should explore Philippines because there's, there's incredibly talented people and, and fantastic businesses doing great work here and, and multi-sisters and is an example of that. So, David, thank you so much. An incredible story. And it's also brilliant to see that, you know, you have in almost overnight in five years built a, a you know, incredibly valuable company. You've exited but you're still working in the company, still driving the company forward and more motivated than ever. So do you, you know, where do you, where do you see that drive and excitement from? Is it, is it, are you just living the best life you can? You think, how, how do you keep motivated? Um, one thing that I can say is Multisys is just in its flight mode. I think uh, there's more to do and there's more to grow. And as we develop more partnerships and the empowerment, here in the Philippines and also abroad, I think, uh, as mentioned a while ago, I think we are just in our flight mode, um, direct. Thank you. Thank you, David. And of course, if there's any, any people want, wanting to partner out there, get in touch with David. David, if uh, anyone wants to learn more about Multisys or reach out, how can they do that? Oh, yes. Uh, just uh, visit our website at uh, www.multisyscorp.com. So you can reach us there. You can also find our ready-made platforms. And, uh, yeah, you can uh, partner with us. Fantastic. All of that will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time, David. Fantastic story. Thank you, Direct. Thank you as well. That was David Almerol of Multisys. If you want any of the show notes, as always, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. And if you want to send us an email, just email us at ask at 
www.thinkingmonkey.com. See you next time.